What's going on, you guys? This is Dante. And Michelle. And you're tuned into Life, Instructions Not Included, a podcast where we try to find all the pieces to make our lives feel a little bit more normal. Coming from different walks of life, we'll try to start a conversation that mentally stimulates us and challenges the way we all think. Today, we will be talking about relationships and the reasons why we stay in them, although it may be in our best interest to leave them. We are going to be going over what are some contributing factors to staying in a relationship that is no longer beneficial. What is the sunk cost, fallacy, bias, and how it affects the decisions we make, and how can we help ourselves? But before we dive into all of that, let's check in with each other. How are you doing today? I'm fucked up. So Why? If you, what do you mean? If you guys have listened to the Halloween episode, special haunted house episode... This is happening again. Last night, I'm falling asleep, facing the same way when all this shit started. And then, like, I get that weird feeling. I know when sleep paralysis is going to hit, mm-hmm. but I also get that weird feeling when someone's near you, right? You know, have you ever walked down the street and you just feel like someone's too close? Sure, yeah. Yeah, so that's what it feels like. And I've told myself, like, man, whoever the fuck it is, like, I'm just trying to go to sleep. I got to wake up in, like, four mm-hmm. hours. Please let me sleep. So I'm closing my eyes, and all of a sudden, I get like this image in my head Mm -hmm. of like this evil-looking face, right? Mm -hmm. And I was like, "Oh fuck, that's kind of scary." I woke up, I shook, I shook myself out of it. Mm -hmm. I was like, "Oh, that's that's kind of creepy. It's happening again." Mm -hmm. And so it wasn't that bad. So I decided to try to go back to sleep again. And the moment I closed my eyes, my body froze up. Right? I could feel someone pulling me Mm -hmm. off my bed, Mm -hmm. and I'm like. Oh, I don't like that. And then I was like, oh, shit, get up, get up. So I'm trying to scream. And I'm, I can hear my voice slightly. Like, my screams are getting a little bit louder and louder, but it's still really quiet. And then I close my eyes again, and I'm trying to open them. I'm trying to fight this. And when I close my eyes, I see this pale face with, like, piercing blue eyes just staring at me. Right. Wait, your eyes are well, closed? Well, so my eyes, no, no, no. So my eyes are closed. Okay. But it's like I can see my. It's like I'm outside of my body and I can see mm-hmm. myself. And I was like, oh, fuck that. Now nah, this is way too scary. Way too real. And then I started to like move my feet. Someone told me to wiggle my toes. Mm-hmm. And then I snapped out of it. Mm-hmm. Laid on my back, took a big deep breath. And I was like, this house is fucking hot at again. Like, mm-hmm. this is too much, bro. But and it's been a while. I mean, I feel like you went almost all fall, winter without a No, it was season. happening. I just didn't let it, I didn't go to sleep. Really? It's yeah. been happening. Yeah. And you never gave us an update throughout yeah. the months. Yeah, I was good. Okay. Well, no, because it, ne- it was never <laughs> scary. Like, Okay. I never let it get too far. Okay. But yeah, this was okay. this was too much. When you feel someone you like pulling you... never let it get too far, so you can kind of control it. Yeah. Damn, were you... Damn, you must have not been present at that episode. I was so I know, definitely present. No, <laughs> so I know when it's going to happen. I know the yeah. feeling. But and I didn't know you I snap control- out of it. I and, didn't know that you could control it. Yeah, and so also when I'm dreaming, if I'm sleeping, I'm dreaming about something and I know it's going to happen while I'm dreaming, I, I could tell myself, like, Dante, this is not a good moment. Just wake up. I'll wake up before it happens. Interesting. This time, my shit, shit almost got me, man. <laughs> shit almost got like, me. come with me. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> oh, yeah. But other than that, everything has been good. I've been taking care of the plants. You know, we're finally into winter now in Seattle. Uh, before, it was maybe, what, 50 degrees? 
Oh, outside. No. It didn't feel like that our normal like it's winter. It's been winter. Wait, hold yeah. on. Yeah. Well, it didn't feel you like mean our normal it was winter. 50 degrees. Yes. It's been 50 degrees yes. on average, right? Yes. Now we hit 25. Th- well, mm-hmm. when I woke up, it was 25 degrees this morning. Yes. And I've been trying to save all the plants. So I've been setting up a greenhouse. This kind of relates to what we're talking about today, which is sunk cause fallacy and how it relates to relationships and stuff. And my relationship with the plants, I don't want to give that shit up mm-hmm. because I've put too much effort into it. Mm-hmm. into these plants to keep them I gotta keep them alive you know what I mean mm-hmm. so I've been setting up these mini greenhouses getting the heater set up and shelving it's been a mission to save every plant in the yard so that's what's been going on for the past week so much energy goes into taking care of a garden yes. and plants and just I don't know that I have that will or commitment but you're like it. the help the house plant mama right no, not really. Barely. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, they're there. I check in on them from time to time. They're a little neglected right now, unfortunately, but they do love the room that they're in, so they're actually thriving. Okay. And I will say, my ZZ plant that had no growth in Tri-Cities, and when I mean no growth, for an entire 12 months, it had no growth. Over 12 months, it had no growth until we moved to Seattle. I put it in this room, and now it has, like, Four new stems. All leaves. Okay. I don't know what that means. But. I think it means it's growing. <laughs> <laughs> think, well, my cousin right? was like, that's a sign. And I was like, damn, okay. Anyways. But, you know, I think I feel like houseplants are a little bit more minimal, like a garden outside and dealing with the different elements out there is a whole different ball game. Mm-hmm. I mean, I said it before, like props to you. So... If you need a hibiscus plant, holla at your boy. I got him. Oh my gosh, she's growing hibiscus in Seattle. Like, that's pretty amazing. Yep. Because, well, I'm from Hawaii. I have a hibiscus tattoo. I love them. So, I'm going to take one. <laughs> I don't know about that one. <laughs> um, let's see what is going on with me. The job hunt is continuing. The interview is continuing. I will say I went in for my first in-person interview just a few days ago, which was interesting because I've been interviewing and all of them have been like phone screens. So I think it was nice to go back to, you know, what we used to do before the pandemic, go see people face to face (laughs) and see the space. But that was cool. I'm pretty excited. Hope to hear back soon. Mm -hmm. And what else? Oh, shout out to my cousins, Heidi and Antoine, who had their big 40th birthday bash Mm -hmm. over the weekend. It was like, I was pretty excited when I got their birthday invite, probably like a month or two ago. I was like, this is a party. It's like at a golf course, like they're doing it big. And sure enough, it was like a mini wedding reception with Mm -hmm. a live band and the hors d'oeuvres and like the open bar, and it was just like a really good time. Tell, tell them about the kids section. Oh, it, it, okay. So my cousins are so They thoughtful. hired a school. Hold on. <laughs> they are so thoughtful, and it pretty much was like childcare on site where you got to drop the children off before you got to the party, and the kids were set up with like the movie set up and the Play-Doh, the coloring books, crayons, markers, like a, a little buffet line for themselves with desserts and drinks, like they were set up and taken care of. And I was like, okay, this is how you do it. It's like, note for anyone who wants to have a wedding, but have it be kids free. Like if it's in your budget, 
maybe consider having the childcare on site so it's as easy as a drop off. I mean, I know not everyone is that fortunate. Shoot, I know I wouldn't have been able to afford that. But if it is in your budget, keep it in mind. And yeah, now I'm like, all right, cool. What am I going to do for my 40th birthday? Gotta step it up. Good thing I got a few more years. <laughs> <laughs> a few. We got a lot. We're I not, said a few. I said a few. Oh, God. <laughs> we're still we, in our low 30s. Yeah, we were just talking about hitting our mid-30s soon. Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa. Daddy Foe's around the corner. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Slow down, slow down. Whoa. All right, so before we jump into today's topic, we're going to do something new. We're going to paint the picture for you guys, and we're going to build up a story, okay? We're going to do a little improv here. All right, cool. And just, just so you guys know, I suck at improv, uh, we, so this is going to be, bear with me, bear with me. I know I'm bad. We got this. All right, so we've got Joey and Savannah. Okay. They've known each other since what, high school? They met in high school. Okay. Started dating in college. University of Oregon. Okay, sure. Yes. From the Pacific Northwest, Washington. Vancouver. Okay. Okay, okay cool, yeah. cool, cool. They are very happy with each other. And they're actually like from the same friend group back in Vancouver. But once they go to college, they decide to take things further in their relationship. Okay, so they are committed to each other. Yeah, so they're happily committed. They've been dating for a while. And Savannah decides to go into the tech industry. She got into the CS program over there. She's doing well. And Joey thinks he wants to go for an MBA when he's ready to graduate. Okay. okay. So when we fast forward, graduation time, Savannah's already offered Damn. a job. They're done with their undergrad that quick? It's quick, Whew, man. These, day, these okay. days, you just, you're in and you're out. Okay, okay, okay. So they both graduate from their undergrad? Yes. Okay. So Savannah was offered a position because she did an internship with Google the previous summer. Okay. Okay. She's fast. Okay. Yeah, so she's already offered 400K. She's like, shit, I'm about Damn. to do this. She but, said it. And Joey's committed to getting this MBA, so he's going to okay. stay in college, okay? Okay. So right. not working. Not working. In just, college. Just getting his MBA. Bro. He's going to finish She's up. holding the, the couple up. Yeah. She's holding themselves up. Financially? Financially, yes. Yeah. Yes, because okay. she doesn't want to go back home. Okay. So she still wants to live in Oregon. Okay. Okay. All right. So they... So she's done with her undergrad. 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 <laughs> undergrad. <laughs> Um, she doesn't want to live on campus anymore. She's nope. like, Joey, let's get our own place together. Yep. Okay, so they decide to lease a house. Shit. All right. Yeah, I don't know why I got stressed She's out. She's getting okay. paid like 400K out of college. Yep. Like, they're going to, I mean, she could buy a house, but they're not jumping the gun that far yet. They're, they're, they decide to lease a house. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Near campus because Joey's still going to school. Well, which is ideal because they've already talked about having a family. They know they want to have a family because they've been together pretty much forever. So, okay. yeah. Okay, okay. So they leased a house near the college. And she, Google, is she working at Google? She's still there. Okay. She didn't get laid off. Google is keeping her busy working long and late hours. So as these 60-hour work weeks keep piling up, she doesn't have enough time for Joey. Right? So mm-hmm. Joey's still chilling. I mean, he does have school, right? He's, he's busy still in the school, school, still busy with this program. But she's also noticing that he's not taking school seriously anymore. You know, mm. it's almost as if he doesn't care about what their future looks like together. I mean, she's making $400,000. He's probably like, shit, I'm a sugar baby. You know what I mean? <laughs> so hook it up. And so as she's noticing these things, she starts bringing it up. 
and this start this leads to them arguing day in and day out. And they try to come up with solutions to fix their issues, but nothing is working. Take us home. <laughs> <laughs> so what do they do? These arguments are getting nowhere. There's no solutions, and it's causing them to question whether this relationship is worth it or not. I mean, they're about, what, six years in now in total? Okay. Right? Six years into their relationship. Six years into the relationship. All right. They got a house. Mm -hmm. They've already talked about having a family, and they're so close with each other's family. Like, do they really want to throw that all away? So let's look at it. They have a lease open on a house under both of their names. Okay. Okay. They've already spent... About six years six together. years together so much time they've already talked about building a family together and they feel as if they're like deeply in love right yes and for most people that is a huge huge investment now let's think about some of the common factors to why people stick in relationships so a couple that i think of right off the top of my head and relating to this story is like hope that the relationship will get back to how it was in the beginning then it's going to go back to that honeymoon phase and that things can be good again, right? Honeymoon, yeah, you believe in that? I do believe in the honeymoon phase. Okay. Yeah. The other thought that comes to mind is that hope that the relationship will get better once one or both partners changes something, right? Whether they change the way how they react or behave and they think, oh, this is going to make the relationship better. So just holding on to that hope. Other factors I can think about is the emotional attachment that they have to each other, or maybe their physical intimacy is really good. Other factors I can think about why people stay in a relationship is they have low self-esteem and don't know their worth, so they remain in the relationship. They kind of settle, if you will. Another factor is a fear of loneliness, not wanting to be alone, and wanting they rather be unhappy in a relationship then leave a relationship that is no longer good to them, even though they may be better off. Financial instability. Maybe one partner makes more than the other, and if they leave, they will not have that financial stability anymore, so that could be hindering them. Oh, shit. I never thought about that one. To leave a relationship. Staying together for children, if children are involved, or maybe pets, if you have a dog or a cat together, that can make it more complicated. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not. I mean, what are you if, if y'all got a cat, I respect it. I'm not a cat person, so I just. Well, I, I mean, I never. Know. I don't have pets either. I never heard of people who are like, "Oh my god, not the cat." <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> what, what if Go they ahead. like both love the cat so dearly? No, okay. Well, I mean, jo- Okay, okay. I'm just saying. Yeah, I will say, I think it makes the decision to leave a relationship harder if tangible investments yes. like pets, children, a house, or possessions are involved, right? Yes, yes, Because yes, they've yes. already invested that into the relationship. And then the last one I came up with is if abuse is normalized. Toxic behaviors or not even being aware that they're being like manipulated or treated badly because maybe that's how they were brought up in the world, or that's what they observe their parents um, to be a part of growing up, and they think that this is normal. They don't know mm-hmm. what a healthy relationship or what a happy relationship looks like. So, and then, so some intangible investments that people have, uh, we could break that down into three different parts, right? We've got mental, 
physical and emotional investments. So you can think of your mental investments as processing time that's involved within the relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, all your logical reasoning in order to stay or become invested in this relationship. Mm-hmm. Then you've got your physical investment. I mean, physical effort. It's pretty mm-hmm. self-explanatory, right? Mm-hmm. And then you've got your emotional effort. So your emotional effort or your emotional investment is the result from the information that's processed, right? How are you going to respond based on whatever your mental investment was? So, you know, it's in human nature to rank things, right? So throughout, whether you like it or not, for most people, we are constantly ranking things. And people tend to want to stick with something that's more certain than not. Mm. People are afraid of uncertainty. It makes people uncomfortable. People are afraid of of being uncomfortable in general. Yes. And when it comes to relationships, it's almost as if people feel like they could find they could be more certain that happiness can be found within their current relationship rather than finding it with themselves, right? Ooh, that's a tough one to swallow. All right, I know it's it's tough. It's tough. I mean, I've been in plenty of relationships where I've where I was worried like, oh, if we break up, then what happens? You know what I mean? Where am I going to be? Mm-hmm. And you know, there was a study out there where people were given options between two items, and these items were ranked. Okay. So the person gets the first item and then you have to choose whether you want to move on to the next one and you get to see what that rating of the item, of the next item is, right? Now, if both items were close in rating, the person was less, less likely to pick the new item. But if the next item was a lot greater in rating, they're most likely going to pick that next item. So you could think about it as the relationships. People are less likely to leave a relationship if they're uncertain that it's going to be better, right? So if they know it's going to be a lot greater than their current situation, then they're going to be more likely to leave. Mm. And that's the unfortunate thing about life is that you don't know what's up ahead. You don't know what's next for you if you decide to leave a relationship. And so people are less likely to move on to the next thing because it's uncertainty, right? Yes. You don't know. Savannah's in this relationship with Joey and she's not sure she wants to leave because she's emotionally invested in the relationship. Mm. She, you know, in the beginning they said they were committed to each other and they saw the end with each other. And so she's holding on to that hope, doesn't want to leave. Are we on the same page? Yes. So one of the psychological reasons or I should say psychological explanations as to why someone would stay in a relationship that is no longer beneficial to them is known as the sunk cost fallacy bias, which is the human tendency to stick with endeavors in which we've already invested time, money, or other resources, even when changing the course would be the more logical reason or more logical choice. So... This term sunk costs actually um, refers to money that has already been spent and cannot be recovered. If you were to do a Google search on sunk cost fallacy, a lot of the examples out there are related to economic resources. But originally it was an economical term, right? Yes. So currently they are doing plenty of studies, plenty of behavioral studies to see how the sunk cost effect plays a role in people's decision making. Yes. So I want to give like a quick small scale example of what a sunk cost fallacy 
bias might look like in our day-to-day lives that might be a little bit more relatable to people so they can understand it a little better. But so say, for example, I purchase a concert ticket. Where? um, To SZA. Where at though? Like what city? Oh, Seattle. Okay. Yeah. And... uh, Showbox? Probably Climate Pledge. Mm. Okay. And say the ticket is like $200. Ah, damn. Because I think they are around $200. Okay. okay. So same. The album wasn't that good. It It was good, but... What do you mean? It's amazing. Sorry. All right. All right. (laughs) (laughs) I've only been listening to it for like four weeks straight. Um, I really have, though. Okay. So I buy a ticket to SZA in a couple months. Ticket is $200. Me and a girlfriend Mm -hmm. buy a pair of tickets and... uh, I, I mean, like, that's the only thing I can look forward to mm-hmm. come spring, okay? Now, the concert weekend comes. Okay. And I am sick. Ugh. I'm, like, as sick Fuck. as I've had. The most I've been sick in a really long time. Uh, you gotta take better care of yourself. I, I know. I should have kept up with the vitamin C or something, uh. my preventatives. <laughs> um, but, I mean, that it's unfortunate. It's too late. The concerts in a day... And uh, I still want to go. I spent $200 on it. Um, you already got your outfit picked out. It's about to be a sunny out. day. I got my nails did a couple oh days God. ago. The weather's warm outside. 60, like, it's like 65 degrees. Yeah. And God, You're missing out. No, there's nothing stopping me. Oh, what? No way. I'm going. Oh, you can't let this bring you down, huh? <laughs> I'm, I'm going. <laughs> Because she's like one of my favorite artists and I've been looking forward to her, you know, ever since, ever since. Mm -hmm. And so I am, I don't want to consider the $200, my outfit, the hairs and all of that, like a sunk cost. So I go anyway, even though it affects in the long run, my health to get better because this is not helping me recover this is not helping me get better from my sickness and if anything it's just going to prolong prolong my sickness so that's what we mean by the human tendency to stick with endeavors in which we've already invested time money or other resources even when changing the course would be the more logical decision sorry so you went i went okay i went to sisa i i sang my heart out lost a little bit more of my voice I was probably um, a little embarrassed to say this, but what's the word? Infected oh. with COVID. I was going to say, um, I put other people's health at, in at danger. Risk. Five yeah. people died because I, of you. I, you know, I was like very inconsiderate. <laughs> um, yeah, you laugh about being inconsiderate. What a shame. I mean, good thing this is just, <laughs> like, a, this is just a little a hypothetical. scenario. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> this, you might wonder, like, why is this important to even know? Yeah. So, I mean, the more aware you are of what the sun cost effect is and how it could play a role in your life and or your decision making, making yeah. you know, you're more likely to make rational decisions mm-hmm. if you're aware of how this works out. Yeah. Right? Well, I think that goes with like biases in general, right? Because mm-hmm. biases is a way that we make sense of our world, right? How we accept information coming at us, how we perceive information coming at us and how we decide to react to it. Yeah. And so when it comes to relationships too, you know, no one wants to make rash decisions or act on impulse, right? Mm-hmm. But it's, but I feel like if you're aware 
of your situation, whether it's a sunk cost effect or not, mm-hmm. you're not necessarily acting on impulse if you weigh out your possibilities. They've done a couple studies where it shows that if you're more aware, you're less likely to have that sunk cost effect. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's important to know. So would you agree that if one takes into account their sunk costs when making a decision that is irrational decision-making, that is to say, oh, Savannah, like say, for example, I'm Savannah, and I realize that my relationship with Joey is going downhill and no longer going in the right direction or is no longer a healthy relationship for me, and I need to move forward, but I'm but I'm stuck to it because I'm emotionally invested, financially invested. I mean, everything invested, right? Like pretty much my whole life for the past six years has been invested into our relationship. And that is hindering for me to leave. Am I making an irrational decision by staying? Oh, yeah. I mean, you, I still think you can consider it or at least be, be aware of it. And there's still a possibility that you can still make an irrational decision. Mm-hmm. Now, I think the... I mean, you got to point out whether it's worth it or not, right? Yeah. But if it affects you in a way where it's where it's negatively impacting your your personal life, your relationships, your your future, yeah, like that's when you got to sit there and weigh out the pros and cons. Like, is this really worth staying in? Mm, yeah, and I think that's the biggest thing to realize too. With like this sunk cost effect, is like when you when it affects your decision making, like that. That's not that's not a good move for you. What you need to be doing is like you accept the sunk costs and deal with it because it's sunk already to begin with. And what you need to do is just look look to the future or focus on the future. Like for example, yeah, I spent two hundred dollars on this concert ticket, but you know what? Let me try and sell it. The I'm like I have twenty four hours. Let me try and sell this ticket. See if I can make anything off of it. Maybe I can. I. Maybe I'm out $25, but in the long run, I'm like thinking about my health on the other end or thinking like, I really can't exert energy to go to a concert tomorrow night. Would you agree? Yeah. So this whole sunk cost effect in relationships, how do we make sure that we have a clear mind in order to make more rational decisions? Not consider our sunk costs, right? I mean... If you end up making decisions based on your previous actions or information from the past, then you are considering your sunk costs rather than considering your future and what is better for you. That's kind of tricky, though, because I feel like previous actions are going to help guide you to where you should be. And when I say previous actions, I'm referring to like money, time, and effort invested in the relationship. Gotcha, gotcha. Previous investments in the situation. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. It's okay to let it go. It is okay to let it go, even though that's going to be the hard part for a lot of people to accept. Mm -hmm. Because when it comes to personal investments, no one really wants to waste their efforts. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. They don't want to feel like... This relationship was a waste or this relationship was a failure. And, you know, take into consideration that it might be more profitable to be out of that situation than to stay. Oh, sure. Absolutely. If I leave this unhappy relationship, I would be so better off by myself. I could be a lot more happy. I mean, it's kind of one of the reasons why I listed earlier is like contribute factors contributing to staying in a relationship like low self-esteem or fear of loneliness, right? Or I didn't even mention that 
if you have been in a six-year relationship, you're scared to start all over, Mm -hmm. especially as you're getting older. If I'm a 33-year-old woman, I've been in a relationship for 10 years and it's not going well and we're realizing like, oh shoot, maybe this isn't going to work out. Yeah, I might be a little hesitant to leave because I don't want to start over. Mm-hmm. And my clock is ticking if I want ha- want to have a family. And I think that's one thing that people don't... Well, one thing we didn't point out, the whole time thing. I think at our age, mid-30s, right, people our age that are dating, it's not necessarily just the investment with a, with a particular relationship. Mm-hmm. I think it's the investment in relationships in general. Mm. Right. So some people think like, okay, well, I'm already at that age. I, you know, if I spent my time searching for this, I might as well just go with this right here. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Why waste more time looking for something else or something better? I mean, yeah. Yeah. But I think in those instances, you just have to realize like, okay, if you do stay in this unhappy relationship, you're going to remain unhappy. What? Why did you make that face? <laughs> <laughs> you didn't even like. I thought you were gonna say more. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, like if I'm a 33 year old woman, like I said, been in a 10 year relationship, but it's not doing me any good. What good am I doing for myself by staying in it? If anything, I'm just what I'm doing is stopping myself from getting the next best thing. And I think, I mean, that's where I think. Um, People have to do a lot of self-work is like finding happiness within yourself and not looking for happiness in other resources like a partner. Practicing more self-love, gaining that confidence that like it's going to be okay. And then uh, finding their support system and leaning on their support system for help if it really is hard to get in, really hard to get out of a relationship. Can you add anything to that? I do think it is important to figure out your pros and cons in your situation because with the sunk cost effect, like it is all situational, right? Not everybody's going to have the same experience and people have their own thresholds with what they're willing to accept. Uh, One important thing is to make sure that you don't let anybody else influence what your decision is going to be because like what other people might not accept, you might be perfectly fine with and Mm. it goes the other way as well, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So, like we mentioned earlier, or at least I mentioned, um, I believe everybody has some way of, some type of ranking system for everything in their life. Mm -hmm. No matter whether you're like actively, like you're conscious about your ranking system or unconscious about it, like it's happening. Mm -hmm. And so you could think of the pros and cons as a point system, like what has more value in your life and where does that value, where's that value placed in your relationship? Is it a pro or is it a con, depending on whatever the situation is? Mm-hmm. Is your situation negatively impacting your value or is it positively impacting your value, right? Mm-hmm. Are you able to like give a, a little bit of a concrete example to that when you say readings and and weighing out the pros and cons? Like if we were to relate this back to Joey and Savannah. So, so you could think of like qualities in a person, right? Okay. So let's say someone has like three out of five qualities that okay. you like. You're, mo- you're probably not counting these qualities, like saying, oh, there are five specific qualities that I like in an individual, mm-hmm. but you know what you like and you know what you don't like. Someone comes along, 
they have the same qualities. You might put them at, a, at the same level, but then you might judge them based on, I mean, I don't know, appearance, physicality, whatever. You're going to rank them somehow. Okay. One being better than the other. You like this person more than this person because of some type of reason. Are you talking about if, like, another man was supposed were to step in the picture and Savannah was comparing, like, Joey to another guy? I mean, it could like, be. It could be. I mean, I think about past relationships where they're, they're like, oh, you seem so ambitious. You seem so motivated or driven mm-hmm. in comparison. And they're comparing it to what's happened before. People are constantly making comparisons to what their previous mm-hmm. situation has been. Mm-hmm. Right? It could go for work. You go for friendships, um, mm-hmm. sporting events. I mean, events you just go to. It, mm-hmm. it just happens. Mm-hmm. You know? Okay. Okay. So some key takeaways from today's episode is that there are going to be a lot of different contributing factors as to why someone decides to stay in a relationship, even though they know that it's no longer in their best interest or it is no longer beneficial to them. These can range from tangible investments like pets, children, houses, possessions, to intangible investments like um, emotional intimacy, physical intimacy, and whatnot. And one of the psychological explanations for this is the sunk cost effect or the sunk cost fallacy bias. We do want to point out that you do not want to allow this sunk cost effect to negatively impact your future. And the more you're aware of previous actions and you're allowing yourself to reflect on your previous situations, the less likely you are to have this sunk cost effect on your future decision making. So remember, we all have different journeys in life. What may be right for me might not be right for you and vice versa. We're hoping this episode enlightened you and inspired you to bring up these types of conversations with your community. Hoping that you can be a part of our community, don't forget to hit that subscribe button and follow us on Instagram at life.ini. And that's a wrap. Catch you guys next time. Till next time.